Well, hello and welcome to episode 20 of the All Fingers Leaves podcast for myself, Ed McIntyre. A very cold and wet Ed McIntyre, may I add. It has been a grim day in Leeds. It's been raining and pouring, so I need to apologise for people watching on YouTube and Facebook for the state of my hair. <laughs> uh, but uh, joining me in the studio this week it is, of course, Leeds United fan and good friend, Charles Foster. How are you, Charles? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Far less stressed than I was this morning, and, and not quite as wet as you, so... Yeah. <laughs> I'm all winds, winds you, all around, you You're not it? being affected by the weather as much? No, my hair just don't get as wet as yours for some reason. Yeah. Um, good week? Yeah, reasonably good, yeah. Enjoyed yeah, it. Ap- apart from the, the score I mean, on a Sunday, that will go over. If you just if you ignore the lead result, mate, might I have a good week every week? <laughs> yeah, how have your exams been as well? Oh, it's just exams, in it? Yeah. Generally all right. Going well, yeah? Yeah, fairly well. Good, good. Uh, we'll in this episode, we will, of course, uh, reflect on that abysmal 3-2 uh, defeat uh, uh, to the relegated 10-man Ipswich Town uh, away at Portman Road uh, last Sunday in what was the last game of the regular championship season. Uh, after that result and after Derby beat uh, West Brom 3-1 at home, we do finish third and Derby finished in sixth, meaning we play them in the playoff semi-final. We'll discuss that, of course. Uh, we'll also look back on the Leeds United and 23's game last Monday that saw them defeat Birmingham City 4-2 on penalties to win the PDL national title and win promotion. Excellent stuff there. Me and you were there, Charles, as well, so we can give uh, we can go into that game in detail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, me, my brother and my dad, and you. Yeah. <laughs> we, all, we all went down, didn't we? We've got seats in the West Stand. Yeah, decent night, de- uh, decent day. Uh, but yeah, uh, we'll, we'll discuss it in 23 before looking ahead to the first leg of the playoff semi-final. We'll look at both legs of the playoff semi-final against Derby County. Uh, the first one is, of course, a Saturday away at Pride Park, and then uh, we are at home on Ellen Road on Wednesday night. Stay tuned. So, uh, yeah, we need we need to look back, first of all, on that abysmal performance down at Portman Road last Sunday, don't we? That 3-2 defeat to already relegated Ipswich Town. Ten-man Ipswich Town as well. I mean, Charles, just this was just really, really poor, wasn't it? Yes, this was absolute garbage. <laughs> I mean, I was, trying, I was around my nans, I was mowing the grass, and I had a, I had a stream on in my pockets. So I only had like, the audio, I had the Ipswich Town audio from a stream. Uh-huh. Uh, no. <laughs> and, and you know the amount of times this season where we've had to listen to like other clubs n- narrating the game and they always just come out there was one point where they started having a go at Pablo Hernandez on the on the Ipswich Town commentary because he was annoyed Pablo Hernandez was annoyed that, that advantage wasn't given and the free kick was given instead and they were like who does Pablo Hernandez think he is it's like he's better than anyone it's in your that, team mate it's all that I follow stuff in it so, so you had to watch a Paul Lee's performance and listen to Paul commentary as well yeah it was it was kind of like double threat it was really bad um I didn't actually. I, I saw Click's goal. That was pretty good. I, I, I actually really liked the Stuart Dallas goal. That was some some good build yeah. up to that. Yeah, we'll, we'll go through the goal goals oh, in a moment. But um, I mean, it was just so poor from from Leeds. I mean, you know, we're coming up against it in Ipswich Town side who had only won four games before this. Two of those at home. Uh, they only won two games in 2019 so far. I mean, you know, they they were poor, but we were just equally as bad. It, it was awful. I feel for the Leeds fans who went down there. You know, I do. It, it, it's a long drive to to Surrey and to, and to Ipswich and. They had to watch that. It, it was awful. I get the feeling that we just treated it as a training game. It was a bit of a friendly type thing. We yeah. didn't really care. Again, it's the mindset thing of the players coming into it, isn't it? As well, you know, you should look at the teams now. We, we've lost against QPR, Birmingham twice. Blackburn, Hull, Nottingham Forest, 10-man Wigan, Brentford, and now 10-man Ipswich. It, it does all come down to a mindset finger of the Leeds United players, doesn't it? We, we've always known, and if you if you didn't if you're not willing to admit this, then you then you're naive and a bit deluded that we were punching above our weight being in the top two. We, we always knew that without Bielsa, this squad would finish ninth 
And, Probably. And with with Bielsa, we've come top of the playoff pack. We're going away first in the first leg to sixth place team. I mean, yes, it's very disappointing we let it go in the way we did. But yeah, and this if if there was something riding on this game, if we had to win this game to come second, I reckon we'd have won it. Do you think? Yeah. There surely is something riding on this game, though. Surely when you you want to go into a playoffs on the back of a win and win momentum. Yeah, but players aren't going to be committing to tackles and making runs and breaking the backs as much as they would in in in, in the derby game because it's not important. Yeah. Leeds, I mean, yes, we might have finished fourth had West Brom won, but they didn't. And the players will have known at half-time, I think Derby were winning at half-time, the players will have known that it was unlikely that West Brom would overtake them. So they get the game uh, went from kind of really not really that important to being absolutely irrelevant. It was just, let's get this out of the way. Yeah. Let's crack on with the playoffs. And we really should have won it because yeah. we had a penalty at 2-2. Yeah, we'll, we'll, go, we'll go on to that in a moment. Uh, but you know, just one other thing before we dive into into the goals and, and what happened during the game. You know, the, the, the away game, you know, we were talking about you know just a matter of like two weeks ago, we were saying this Ipswich game will take a load down even without a ticket and we'll celebrate winning promotion. But now it, it, just, it was just a dead rubber game, really. <laughs> it's, it's amazing how things turn out. We've done it again. <laughs> <laughs> Leeds, you've done it again. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I was actually planning on going down with with a few family members and just having a weekend down there. But uh, I've decided that rather than doing that, runs I decided rather than spending the money going to watch a glorified friendly, I'd spend the money going to Wembley instead if we got there. Yeah, because because um, it'll cost the same amount of money, well, maybe a little bit more to go to Wembley. But the yeah, tra- it'll be a lot more to go to Wembley. Yeah, Wembley's expensive, but the travelling will cost the same. Yeah, to Ipswich in Wembley and uh, no, Wembley, London, because yeah. the <laughs> the right close to each other, it'll cost me the same amount to get down there. Yeah. And probably the same amount on on booze. It's only the ticket that will cost more. Yeah, uh, it'll be it'll be expensive for the Wembley trip. Oh, probably, yeah. if, if we do get to Wembley, it'll be like fifty quid a ticket or something stupid like that. But I'm I'm willing to pay that for a final. Yeah, uh, we're getting into the game then. So so as I mentioned, we're going into it. Ipswich only won four games all season, two at home, just two wins in 2019. Now they've won three at home and and three in 2019 and five all season. Now they hadn't scored three goals past the team all season yet. We've gone down there, conceded three goals and lost three two against ten man Ipswich Town. I mean, it's just oh, it, it's dreadful. It's dreadful. But uh, yeah, we, we'll go into the goals then. So uh, we went one 0 down and. 30 minutes, um, and this is after Kiko Casilla, who ran out about 20, 25 yards and took down Colin Quayner. I mean, th- there's no need for him to come out there, is there? I mean, yeah, that was really silly because I don't think there was actually a goal scoring chance there. I think. Well, there's defenders there. I think, I think. I think the defenders would have covered that. Yeah. And but I don't blame. Like this is this is part month. He, he bears significant blame for this, but the defense not because the initial free kick didn't come to anything. It was the it was the second phase where the defenders didn't deal with. Yeah, it. but they're still. You know, ended up scoring because they were given that chance from the set piece that Kiko yeah, he, uh, had he, given he, away. He spawned the chance, but it's not solely his fault because the yeah. defenders should be clearing that. But it's poor from Kiko, isn't it? I mean, why does he rush off his line like that? He just he just he just streams out like twenty twenty five yards. I, I think he likes being the kind of classic sweeper keeper, and he wants to be out there. And but he's too far off his line. Though. I, it's, it's happened to Manuel Neuer in the past. Do you remember when in the World Cup where Neuer ran to like the halfway line because they, Germany were penning South Korea in that much and and South Korea counter-attacked and just ran the full end of the pitch and scored because yeah. yeah. they, they just ran past him. Yeah, but I mean, there's no need for Kiko here to come out here. <clears> you know, it, it takes down Quirner. He's given a yellow card, but I mean, it could have easily been a red card. He really could have. You know, if that's any other referee, that could have been a red. Yeah. Uh, and and at that point he's out of the he's out of the uh, the, the two or no the three the three playoff games potentially. No, no, you get uh, one match ban for professional foul, so you'd only get first leg of the semi final. Mm. Well, well, he's out of the playoffs anyway. If he gets a red card, yeah, but uh, 
it, I got to say, I was I was very angry with him after the game, but I was more angry later on, which I'm sure we're going to go into in a minute. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, there's no need for peacocks here. But they, they get a, they get a free kick. They uh, put one in, and then the ball ends up falling to uh, Flynn Downs, who, who puts in. Uh, who has never scored a professional goal for Ipswich Town before, <laughs> <laughs> and now he has. But I, I mean, again, you know, as you mentioned, poor defending from a set piece, and we struggled with defending set pieces all season. I mean, it, does it bother you going into the playoffs with the fact that we still can't defend set pieces well? Yeah, because set pieces are the DNA of the championship. If, yeah. you, if you can't score from corners, you can't score from penalties, you can't score from free kicks. Oh, you can't defend them. Uh, and especially if you can't defend them, then you're in trouble, serious yeah. trouble. Because that's what half of the teams in the championship, the majority of the teams have. I would, I'd, I'd, I'd argue, well, I can finally get my words out, I'd argue that over half the goals scored in the championship are probably as a result of set pieces. Yeah, de- definitely. It might, might not be directly, but indirectly, second phase, corners in, free kicks in built, quick free kicks, nearly all, I'd say well over half the goals are as a result of set pieces. Yeah, I, I, I'd agree there. Uh, but yeah, poor defending from a set piece. But first of all, you know, free kick comes from Kiko saying no need there. Uh, but it's 1-0 tip switch. Uh, but we do equalise just before half-time. Now, as you mentioned, click a really good goal here. But, it, it, you know, it's all come from Ailing. He, he's sprinting to get to a loose ball on the right-hand side. Cuts it in first time, then click first time finish. I mean, it was some goal. Some finish. Yeah, he was doing that a lot earlier in the season. He was kind of running into the box late and the kind of... <laughs> the only player that's coming to mind right now is Lionel Messi does that quite a lot running the box but obviously nowhere near the same ability but no. <laughs> the, the same type of runs he makes the kind of just lay it into the box hang about near the edge and then wait for the cutback he scored similar goals all season he scored one against Reading which was exactly the same when, when Bamford dummied it and just left it for click yeah. swept it into the corner he scored ones against Rotherham pretty similar waiting for waiting for the cutbacks we clicked the Blackburn one as well yeah. away that was the similar type of goal no but the, this was a first time shot really powerful as well really good finish I mean 14 yards out as well it, it really was a, a spectacular finish from Click out of nowhere as well really yeah it was a little bit of inspiration when we needed it but sadly it didn't, uh, <laughs> didn't mean anything uh, in the end uh, but two goals in two games now for Click he's, he's coming into some really good form at the moment which is which is great he's at the right time as well yeah I mean he's got confidence for a goal right now which is good we'll need that for the weekend uh, and if you can get if you can get another goal versus Derby that'd be brilliant but because yeah. he obviously scored that worldie against him uh, uh, at Pride Park did. in August, which yeah. uh, while I was sat in the pub, <laughs> uh, what, what goal that was! But uh, yeah, click scoring goals it has to be done. <laughs> has to be done. Uh, but yeah, one one at half time. But but we do go two one down just two minutes into the second we've, half. We've done that a lot though. We've oh, last few weeks we've QPR. Been... I remember <laughs> three minutes got the only goal of the game. Two minutes into the half. There's, there's been other ones than that though. There's been was it Forest as well? When we did that. We just conceded straight off kickoff. Yeah. Basically, we, we we just seem to fall asleep off kickoff. Yeah. It, it's really poor and Andrea Dozel uh, he, he, he scored this goal but Ipswich are hitting us on the counter attack now that's how bad we were Ipswich Town scored a goal and hit us on the counter attack well we are weakest on the counter attack yeah we are but Ipswich Town they're not good on the counter attack but we've conceded there oh, it, it, it was just dreadful to concede yeah it was a really really terrible goal but <laughs> <laughs> and I, I remember swearing loudly at the lawnmower and my nan, my nan having a go at me for swearing at the lawnmower <laughs> <laughs> Charles and his llama. <laughs> That's the title of the podcast. <laughs> Charles and his llama. Oh, great stuff. Yeah. But we're turning down to Ipswich. Oh, 
Jeez. Um, uh, but it's two all on a, a 76 minutes. Uh, so, so we do give it a lot of time when we're two one down. But uh, two two on 76 minutes. Nice move from Leeds United, as you mentioned. Yeah, it was. It was a. It was a quite a lot of good build up and getting Ailing into that into that great spot. Yeah. Just just inside the box on the byline, cutting it in. And um, this one, Roof really should score, but it's the bar. Yeah. And let's be fair, Dallas just palms that in. That's a handball. <laughs> That's a definite yeah. handball. Yeah. But um, it gets given. Yeah, but you know, it's good play. I think it's Jack Clark who, who lost the ball over up to uh, Ailing, and then he cuts it in. I think it just hits Kemar Roof. I don't think Roof knew too much about it, but it hit Kemar Roof, hit the crossbar, bounced down, and then just hit Dallas and went in. It ended up being a messy goal, but a really nice build-up uh, b- before that, though. Um, so yeah, it's two-two, uh, but we then then get a penalty uh, just three minutes later. Luke Chambers bringing down uh, Kemar Roof. Was it a right call for the Reds? I mean, it's la- Roof is literally about to score when he yeah. when he just slides into the back of him. So yeah, that's a that's a st- that's like a textbook example of a red card. Yeah, goal scoring opportunity denied. It. Yeah, de- definite red card, straight red card. Uh, and it's Kemar Roof who does step up. I don't think you know when we're hearing Kemar Roof was stepping up. I don't think any of us were surprised. I I, I thought he would score. I, I was literally I was I was stood in the garage having putting a, put away the lawnmower. <laughs> Sorry to keep bringing up the lawnmower, but that's literally what I was doing. I was putting away the lawnmower. Story of the podcast. Man. I actually got a notification from Phil because I've got him on notifications and I just got Leeds penalty and I I thought right sorted and then I just thought and we missed it and I actually laughed out loud yeah three penalties now that we've missed I'll be honest when they scored their winner I've <laughs> oh, I, I actually I sniggered. I thought, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> of course we have. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Kemar, he, he, he stepped up. Uh, but I'm thinking, you know, he, he's got to score this. He's got to score this. You know, we, we can't have Bamford missing, and then Pablo missing, and you know, Kemar. If I want surprise seeing him, but you know, he can't miss. But he does. He, he, he comes and and he, he ends up uh, flying over the bar. But you know, you give Ruth a benefit out though. Don't you? He did slip, and when you're slipping down, you know there's not really much you can do. About I'm just, it. I'm sick of our players slipping over. Yeah, we we slip a lot. Jack Harrison spends more time sat on his backside than he does stood up. <laughs> Alioski falls over all the time. <laughs> Roof slips for a fair bit. It's so frustrating. I mean, I don't see any other team where people consistently fall over as much. There must be something wrong with the bloody boots. Yeah, ch- change of studs needed. Probably just having all, all those blades. Get, yeah. get proper studs. Those those crap blades from the early 2000s used to wear in yeah. Sunday League. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Ruth, he, he missed the penalty. Uh, yeah, he, he did slip. Flies over the bar. That's three penalties now that we've missed in a row, which is not good. We need to improve on that. No, <laughs> because there's a decent chance we might end up in yeah. a penalty shoot. I mean, I, mean, I mean, God forbid any of our playoff games go to a penalty shootout because I would not I would not uh, fancy our chances in them I noticed that uh, Mateus Click liked uh, Moscow White's tweet uh, requesting the club let him take pens yeah he, he released uh, Moscow White uh, for Square Ball Podcast he released a, a video a compilation of Click's penalties uh, from the years it included the one that he scored for Leeds against Burnley in the penalty shootout the, cup, uh, the most casual penalty of all time <laughs> all his penalties were really casual he just seems so confident taking penalties because he, he knows which way the keeper's going. Yeah. He, he does look like a good penalty taker. And if he is on penalties, then no complaints. Anyone on penalties apart from Bamford, Pablo, and then came out of roof now. I don't think he can just chuck away our three no. top scorers. But but, but what do you, what, is, what is 
the the idea now. What 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 do we need to do to improve on penalties? I Is honestly, it just practicing. Or? I honestly don't think we practice penalties or or shooting in general in, in training. Yeah, I think we do all our all our training gets focused on kind of passing manoeuvres and getting out of tight spots. I don't think we practice shooting whatsoever, which is why we must get in better positions than anyone and put all of our shots yeah. wide. The amount of times that for, the likes of Forshaw and Dallas uh, blast a shot wide or, or high or high and wide. Yeah. <laughs> or Alioski's sending it over the bar. That happened all the time. Yeah, but we definitely do need to start practicing penalties now because, you know, it is the playoffs. It is you know, a cup competition, if you like, really. You know, we can do a, we can go to a penalty shootout. So it definitely needs improving and it is quite worrying. Uh, but yeah, Ipswich down to 10 men. It's 2 all after those missing penalty. But uh, despite Ipswich having 10 men, uh, they go 3-2 up late on uh, in 90 minutes. Uh, a mistake again from Kiko Kassir. It was the fact that he just runs off his lines yeah. so much. And, and eventually you're going to get caught out. And he got caught out. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you know, the, the ball's fly, flying in, it bounces, and then it goes up. And it's like on the edge of a box. Luke Kaling's there. He's going to head it away and deal with it. But Kiko here just sprints out and goes to punch it away for and, some reason. And punches it away from Ailing. <laughs> Gets picked up by uh, by Quirno, just finishes it. Yeah. But again, there's literally no need for Kiko here to come out here. So on the edge of a box, Luke Kaling's there. I mean, if, if the keeper's got to come out, call for it, first of all. That has to be an issue. Communication. I mean, Kiko here can't speak a word of English. I'm not one for saying just get English players but that has to play an issue on, on, on the field you know in the changing room Bielsa he's got he's got someone who translates for him but on the pitch you know Kiko say when when you know when no one else can, can speak to him because he can't speak English and that has to be an issue but you know communication's poor here if he's coming out he needs to tell Luke Ayling. Um but I mean there's no need for him to come out anyway because Luke Ayling is literally there he stood right there and Kiko say just comes out and just, and just tries to punch it away it's stupid decision making awful communication awful distribution in this game I mean how many times does he do his kicks you know, go, go out for throw-ins. I mean, would you drop Kiko Kassir? Would, 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 you, would you drop him and bring in Bailey Pickup foul? I, I said I would when I was talking to a mate of mine earlier. Yeah, would you? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree as well. I said it in match report, and I probably would. It's it's weak. It's not just this game he's been poor. Two big, big mistakes that has cost us goals in this game. But it's not just this game and, that he's been poor. He's been this, poor for this weeks. Is, this is Ipswich Town as well. I mean, this game didn't matter, but if he does it against Derby or he does it against... Yes. If, if we get to the final, he does it against the likes of Aston Villa or West Brom, we're going to get punished. Exactly, exactly. And, um, you know, it's not just this game he's been poor. He's been poor for quite a few weeks. I think since Wigan, he has been really poor. Brentford, for, for their goals, he was too far off his line. For Wigan, that first goal, cover your front post, first of all. Uh, for me, I, I don't think he, he's been that good of a goalkeeper. I mean, no wonder he was third choice at Real Madrid. And I think that's why people cut him some slack because he was from Real Madrid. But that's not an excuse. Like, you know, come on. Just because he's from Real Madrid, he, he, he's the best goalkeeper in the world. No, he isn't. He, 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 he's, yeah, with the experience he's got as well, I expected him. I expected much, much more from I don't think he can lay all the performances of the last couple of weeks at no. his door, though. No, but... It's been a... We've defensively, we've just lost all our solidity recently. I don't know yeah. why that is. But that got, the goalkeeper's a big part of the defence as well. We were defensively poor against Wigan and defensively poor against Brentford. Yeah. We were defensively pretty good against Villa, but... That was a bit of a one-off. Yeah. And we were really, really defensively poor in this game. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Luke Ayling made a mistake for that goal as well, but he generally had a good game, so I'll let him off. No, but Luke Ayling can't do anything. He's got his eyes on the ball. Keycock say if he's going to come out, he needs, he needs to talk to him. Yeah, I, I just expected a lot more from Keycock say I, I really was. You know, coming from Real Madrid, I was just thinking, yeah, yeah he, he, he has to improve a lot.
lot. But yeah, two big mistakes for him. Of course, it led to their third uh, goal. Just dropped nicely for Colin Quirner. And despite it being outside the box, it was an easy finish because it was essentially into an empty net. Uh, but yeah, um, we, we, we'll lose 3-2, 2-10 two, two, man and already relegated Ipswich Town. Just shocking. <laughs> so when you say it like that, 10 man and already relegated Ipswich Town. It I mean, shocking. it's not like Wigan where they had like 60 minutes with 10 men. They only had like 10 minutes if that with 10 men. So it's not that bad. But No, but still, you, you expect, yeah, missed penalty as well put into that. You, expect, you, you, you need to be winning. I mean, even with 11 men against 11 men Ipswich Town, you need to be beating them. But we just didn't. We lost 3 2. Um, and yeah, it, it was shocking. You know, something has to change and improve quickly because it isn't working right now. No, we just need to. We need to. We just need to get back to the way we were playing. Yeah. Uh, we keep saying this, but we need to. It's just, easy to say, but. We need to get back to the way we were playing at yeah. kind of midpoint at the start of the season. Just need a massive kick right up the backside and just get going again. So, yeah, it, it, it needs to improve quickly going into the But playoffs. I think if the players can't get themselves up and firing and read the mistakes out of the game for a playoff semi final, then we know that where the fault is, don't we? Yeah. It's the players and, and the mindsets, really. Uh, but yeah, anyway, we do still finish third because Derby did beat uh, West Brom three-one at home. A perfect result, really. That one. I mean, one because uh, you know we, we don't we didn't want to have Middlesbrough in the playoffs first no, of all. So Derby getting in there, uh, but also West Brom didn't win, so we did finish third. So Derby kind of doing us a favour there, really. Uh, but yeah, we do have Derby County in the playoffs semi-finals. We're going to it uh, a lot more uh, towards the end of the podcast. Uh, but but how are you feeling? Going into this tie with Zabi County, are you feeling quite confident about it? I am really, I and mean, you know that's a bad sign. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Derby are the only team I've seen as convincingly do both home and away this season. Yeah, we've done some teams home, we've done some teams away, but we haven't really slapped a team home and away apart from Derby. Yeah, we uh, we destroyed him in August, with the exception of a. Tom Lawrence free kick that <laughs> which should have been saved. We'll, we'll, we've got quite a few issues with goalkeeping. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but Ellen Road, we we just battered him. It could have been four or five, and we just it was the same with the Swans. It was similar to the Swansea game. It was um, a home game similar around that time where we just kind of slapped him about and yeah. didn't really beat him as comfortably as we should. Yeah, that, that that's the only thing that's given me confidence going into the tie, knowing that you know we have slapped Derby County before the season, and after Bielsa showed us in the, in that press conference after Spygate, he knows everything about Derby County. He probably couldn't know any more about them. So, yeah, that's the only thing giving me confidence going into it. But as, as I said, we'll go a lot more into it. I mean, after after the events of this season, you just know that the football gods have this in the script that we were going to face Derby County <laughs> yeah. in the playoff semi final. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, but yeah, as, as I said, we'll go into it in a lot more detail towards the end of the podcast. Uh, the other uh, playoff semi final uh, is. Aston Villa versus West Brom. Uh, it's a derby. It's a big game. Uh, who, who do you think will, will come through that that the winner? I really can't split them. <laughs> if they're both on form, it'll be a cracking fixture, that. I mean, West Brom aren't on form, though. Uh, well, they're no, lost. no, they're not. But, I mean, Derby did kind of cheat a bit to win that game. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go to that <laughs> show. We'll go, we'll go into that a bit. Well, I, I, uh, I won't talk about them now, but... Um, yeah, but... West Brom were a bit similar to us. They always turn up more in the bigger games. Yeah, I mean, they do have some class players. I mean, I think if everyone's just saying, yeah, Leeds Villa final, Leeds, Leeds versus Aston Villa final. It's not going to be as easy as that. I mean, Aston Villa, I've got West Brom. West Brom did finish fourth, and they have got a lot of good players. I don't really care who we've got in the final as long as we win the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we beat both of those teams, so, you know... I can see Aston Villa going through if, if I'm being honest but um, yeah, it'll be interesting it's a good tie big tie big derby so. the, 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 the neutrals and the, the pundits and the, the bookies will all have uh, Villa going through but yeah. you can't discount the strike force of Rodriguez and, um, and, Gale. <laughs> and Gale and Matt Phillips in midfield and yeah. you've got um, who they got the, is it Holgate they got at the back yeah Helgazi uh, yeah um, 
They're a good team at West Brom. Sam Johnston at goal. They've got a few good players. Yeah, they're very they're a very good team at West Brom, and it will be tough for Aston Villa. So it's hard to split. It's hard to split. It'll be interesting to see how, how that one goes. Um, now, now we will go into that Tom Lawrence one now. So a, a clip of Tom Lawrence circled uh, online, uh, particularly Leeds United Twitter. <laughs> so basically Tom Lawrence, during that 3-1 win over West Brom, um, he, he looked to have dived to win uh, their penalty, um, which they did end up scoring from. Harry Wilson uh, scored it. Uh, but yeah, he, he appeared to, to dive. Bartley, he did leave a leg trailing. Um, people saying, you know... I mean, I think that there was definite contact there from Bartley, but Tom Lawrence ends up going down about a second afterwards. That's where my issue is. Yeah, but the FA are never going to get set the precedent of uh, contact on a player and it's still being a dive. They're, yeah. just, they're just not going to set that. Yes, he goes down really, really easily, but if you if you leave contact on a player, then you're never going to get retrospectively no. down for it. And when you're leaving a leg train, trailing, you're calling for a penalty. Ah, yeah, it's a, it's a rookie error. Yeah, Bartley should be on his feet, square, squaring him up and yeah. sending him to send him wide, yeah. show, showing him the outside, and the, and then hopefully he's got trusted his keeper to narrow the angle and make the chance hard. But it's it's a mistake from Bartley, and it's it, it, that was never going to go our way. No, uh, was it die for you though? Do you, do you think it was a dive? I think he definitely made made a meal of it, but there was there was definite contact there. There's contact there, so. You can't say it's a because dives are where there's zero contact. Yeah. So I will say that he that's definite gamesmanship. That's that's bending the rules, but yeah. it's not cheating. Yeah, he definitely did make a meal of it to to win the penalty. Um, uh, but yeah, definite contact there. Uh, but Vierfelder did look at it. Three match official saying that they had, that he had no case. But then again, shock horror. <laughs> we we bent the rules this season, so we can't really say much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, shock horror. Three official saying that he had no case chance of four. Um, yeah. Yeah. If if otherwise, then he probably could have got a two match suspension for successful deception of a match official, which I think a lot of these fans were wanting just to rule him out of, of the playoff semi finals. We're, we're clutching our shores here. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, Tom Lawrence, he, he, he's not banned. He is fine. Um, uh, Martin Waghorn, though, he's out for, for, for Derby, isn't he, going into the semi-finals? It's a bit up in the air at the moment. Yeah, they're looking at it. I reckon he might make the bench, but he appears to have a sore Achilles, and sore Achilles are really difficult to kind of shake off. They're, quite, they're, like, they're a bit... Achilles are similar to hamstring in that they can they tend to linger for a bit. Yeah. They they tend to take a while to work off, but um, and he, he normally starts as well for them. Lampard likes him up front as um as someone to bounce balls off and play in Mountain Wilson and Lawrence in behind. Yeah. Uh, to to pick up the second balls, but if they've um. He's a, he's a loss to them, so we just yeah. got, just got to hope he's out. Yeah, if, if he's out, then um, yeah, it will play into our into our advantage definitely. But Tom Lawrence, he's definitely going. He definitely won't miss the playoff semi-finals unless, of course, he does get injured. Uh, but uh, no complaints that Derby did win. They did do us a favour, and uh, I preferred them over Middlesbrough. So um, yeah, it's kind of, kind of a perfect result there. Uh, but it will be inter- it will be an interesting tie, and we'll uh, look into it properly uh, later on. Now, before we go into the uh, Leeds United under twenty threes, let's talk about Marcelo Bielsa's press conference ahead of the Ipswich game. Because he said quite a lot of interesting stuff in that one, particularly about his future. Yeah, he appears to have basically said that whether or not he'll stay at Leeds isn't determined by what league they're in. It's just whether or not he wants to stay or whether or not he wants to go. And he, he gets the, the there's the kind of general feeling around 
the club, but you, you send some journalists where they think he probably will stay another season. Yeah, I mean, Phil Hay released an article, um, you know, a, a few weeks ago saying um, that Leeds United are very confident of keeping Marcelo Bielsa despite what league they're in next season, which, which I think, you know, coming from Phil Hay, I think it gives a lot of people confidence. There was also that interview with Marcelo Bielsa's brother who said that in his contract, if we go up, he has to stay. If we don't go up, we have a one year you know, we have an option to extend his contract for one year, and he said that Marcel Bielsa will not break a contract. It's not, it's not with his, with his, uh, with his, you know, family beliefs or whatever it is. So, um, um, yeah, I think with that, Phil Hayes uh, article, uh, Bielsa in the press conference, he, he did say, and I quote, "I would never say that if we stay in the championship, I won't stay here. I just said it was not the moment to talk about it. The club is more important than whether it plays in the Premier League, Championship, or League One. It's basically, bigging up Leeds United there, Marcel Bielsa it, and saying." He's saying there that until the season is absolutely over and there's no more football to play, I'm not interested in answering questions yeah, regarding yeah. his contract. Yeah, he just had to cover up what he said last week because he was asked about his future and he said, it's not the time to talk about it. People took that as, all right, he's not he's not staying. But, but sports journalists, what, what it, the words? It's, to, to he's purely saying there, let's play the playoffs yeah. and once the, we are where we are, then we'll have a conversation. Yeah, it's not right now to, to talk about He's not future. committed either way. Yeah, but for, for me, I think with, with him saying that, with his brother coming out the other week, uh, with Phil Hayes' article, and also, you know, remember when Lewis Baker left? Uh, he, he was on loan, and, and he ended his loan. Bielsa apparently told Lewis Baker, I want you here for next season. I think with that, I'm, I'm really confident that Marcel Bielsa is going to stay next season. I, I really, really do believe so. Yeah, I'm, I'm fairly confident he will. Yeah. Uh, and uh, do, do you think him staying is more important to Leeds United than if we go up this season? Do you think that, do you think Bielsa staying for next season is more important? I mean, it would be nice for both, but <laughs> that's a really hard choice, though. Because if you told me we'll give you two hundred million quid, but you'll lose Bielsa, I'm not sure we'd stay in the Premier League. Whereas if you told me we'll stay in the Championship and but have no money, but we get Bielsa again, there's no guarantee he'll have the players he needs to get us up. So that's a, it's a bit of a catch twenty two. Yeah, but but they think you know Bielsa saying is very important, though, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's fundamental to the club. Yeah. He's, he's changed the club hugely. Yeah, it's key to build on on what you've. I think, I think how how kind of disillusioned and despondent everyone was last summer. Yeah, I mean, we, we you know we just want stability at the club. You know, I remember. You know, do you remember playing QPR in the sunshine? Uh, we beat him at Ellen Road on the last game of the season, and like nobody could be bothered. <laughs> it uh, was just like, oh, Bell, there was like, yeah. like twenty eight k there. Nobody was really bothered. Yeah. Uh, everyone was kind of like, oh, whatever. Yeah. But we were definitely doing it keep Marcel Bielsa. I mean, I remember Gary Monk, you know, we wanted him to stay. One, because we had a really good season. But I, I even remember when we had Steve Evans and we wanted him to stay. Just to have that stability of, you know, not changing managers. I would like to put this on record that I did not want Steve Evans to stay at my football club. No, I mean, I, I, did, I didn't want him to stay. I just wanted stability. And if Steve Evans had to stay to give us that stability, then so be it. I mean, it... <laughs> Yeah, very, very important. Watching him yeah. wander around Ellen Road in aviator sunglasses and a sombrero and a <laughs> pair of shorts. Jesus. <laughs> it was him celebrating Rotherham staying up. <laughs> Being 4 0 down to Brighton at half time. Oh, yeah. That, don't remind me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Bill staying is very important. I'm very confident that he is staying. Um, he also said um, that, uh, you know, the Leeds United have been fine for failing to control the players against uh, Aston Villa. And he also said that he, that he will personally pay that fine because it's his responsibility. I mean, great gesture for myself, Bielsa. And I mean, I guess he's kind of got a point as well. As long as as long as he's saying he's, he's punishing the players internally, because if he's if he's just saying to the players, "Oh, whenever we get fined, I'll just take up the chin. It's my fault." Then the players aren't going to learn from that. But if he, he says, I'll, "I'll pay the fine," but you're all internally getting punished for kicking off, then they won't do it again. Yeah. And it won't cost him money. 
and because um, the, the players have got to have respect for the for the club and for the fans and as much as I hate to say it for the actual league itself because we've got to we can't just kick off every week otherwise we'll just get too many sanctions and it'll be we'll, we'll struggle we'll get suspensions and things and we don't want that to happen because we, we want to have as many players because we all, we, we've already lost too many players to injury this season we can't afford suspensions yeah. there's certain clubs that could have <laughs> haven't really had that many injuries and could afford suspensions we're not we're not one of them clubs yeah definitely um, uh, but uh, he, he said that he's, he's going to pay the sign but this this comes after he admitted that he had already paid for £200,000 fine uh, for, for, for Spygate the whole Spygate thing he I, paid for 200000 pound fine for it i'll be honest i thought he already had paid that <laughs> but I, I expected him to pay it, to pay it because it's he'll view that as i've um this is this is, this is well he, he said at the time didn't he when he got when it when he when, when the fa questioned him yeah. about it he said this is my responsibility i've yeah. not i've not done this because the club's told me to do it i've done this because i want to do it yeah therefore he'll see that as this is my fault this is the punishment yeah. he also said he'd accept any punishment laid down by the fa or by the uh, efl yeah. The EFL issued him with a ludicrous fine that's ten times the amount you get for racism. Yeah. I would like to point out, and he just said, "Fine, yeah, I'll pay that. I'll, I'll pay your extortionate fee. Go yeah. away." <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's just insane, isn't it? He's paying you know two hundred thousand pound fine and you know, the, the fine for failing to control players. It's just insane, and I think yeah, with everything added up, he's staying, and you know, he is falling in in love with Legion United, kind of really. Um, uh, but on the topic of Spygate, that's cropped up again. Shock cover with Villies versus Derby playoff semi-final coming in. Well, it was it. it was never not going to crop up, was yeah. it? Yeah, uh, but Sky Sports, so basically for anyone who hasn't seen this picture, it's basically a, a still of uh, Sky Sports News, uh, but it'll be online uh, anywhere, so, so go look at it. But um, yeah, basically Sky Sports News on, on the big TV screen that they have behind them, they had a graphic of Derby County straining ground on the right, and then on the left, Marcel Bielsa, in bushes with binoculars, looking, you know, spying on, on Derby County. It's, it is disgusting, that. It's just the kind of ludicrously pathetic crap that you'd expect from the same company that runs the sun. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, you, you would expect that. I mean, you wouldn't expect it from Sky Sports. Yeah, you would. I would. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just to get clicks, isn't it? it it's, it's literally just to get it, clicks. It's just for get people talking. Attention for money. It's just. Yeah. Yeah, I don't expect anything more from Sky Sports. Yeah. But it's embarrassing, though. For, for, for a company like Sky Sports to create something like that, it is it is embarrassing. I mean, it's, it doesn't even look and, good. And then the problem is, like, this happened in the post-match Ipswich press conference as well. When, when you challenge them on it, when you say, that, oh, yeah, that's pathetic, what, you, what the hell are you doing that for? They always go, oh, you've got no sense of humour. It's like, it's not to do with sense of humour. Yeah. It's not funny. It's just, it's pathetic. Yeah, a journalist asked him, oh, will you be spying on Derby? And then Bielsa replied, do you know that spying's illegal in this country? And then the journalist said no. And then Bielsa said... You're lying. Oh, uh, yeah, you're, you're lying, so you don't deserve an answer. And then the journalist said, oh, well, I'm joking. And then Bielsa said, well, if you're joking, you're not funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just not funny. I mean, the graphic doesn't even look good. It's embarrassing from Sky Sports. And, you know, it's disgusting. It's disrespectful to Bielsa as well, the, you know. English football and Sky Sports and that whole kind of coven of hand-wringing, sanctimonious, I can't say the actual word I'm thinking of, <laughs> people, but all, they're all like that. They're all just they're, they're not open to new ideas and not open to outsiders. I mean, they're, they're, not, they're not open to... They're, they're, and they're especially not open to a, a character like Bielsa, who's a divisive figure as is, yeah. joining the most divisive club in English football. Yeah. That, that that's, a, that's a gold mine for journalists trying to make a name for themselves. Yeah. Isn't it? And, and then the Spygate story comes up and suddenly you've got a chance to be the big name in, in sports journalism. <laughs> I mean, I know you're going to sports journalism, mate, but you can't <laughs> deny what I've just said is true. Yeah. A bunch of these... No, but you, you, you want to get clicks, you want to create a story, that's the way the journalism industry is going. Um, but I mean, no, I, 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 I mean, just to think someone 
came up with that idea. Someone created it, and then the producer went, I you know what, that, that looks good, let's just stick it up. To think someone actually thought of that, it, I think it's just, yeah. It's embarrassing, it's disgusting, it's disrespectful, and uh, yeah, it's, it's frankly just just not funny from Sky Sports, really. Mm-hmm. Um, not funny at all. Uh, but but that's that. Don't, don't get me wrong, it's like, it's it's not that I can't hack banter. If it was funny, and it was and it was decent, then you you think, oh, whatever, then fair enough, we'll just, the club will send someone back like it normally, like it has yeah. been doing a lot this season, like when we got in this scrap with, with pizza, pizza Hut for some reason. <laughs> we've done we've done a lot of them. We had, we, uh, more than one of the members of... Niall Horan. Yeah, I want to say Niall Horan <laughs> One Direction got, got a bit of banter sent his way. Yeah. That's all right, but that's just, that's just, that's just libelous and yeah. disrespectful. It's just, yeah, not funny at all. Uh, but yeah, that's that. Uh, let's now move on to the Un-23s, try and cheer ourselves up from talking about the, the embarrassment of Sky Sports. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, the game last Monday at Ellen Road, uh, Leeds United uh, under 23s beat Birmingham City 4 2 on penalties to win the PDL, the Professional Development League, if you don't know what that stands for. Uh, national uh, title uh, to win promotion. Charles, as I said, me and you were there. I'm not sure they've won promotion. Oh. I'm not I'm not sure. Purely because I thought they did, but someone told me that you had to have a Category 1 academy to be in the Premier League 2. So I'm not entirely sure. Fair enough. Well, but they, they definitely won the national title. Yeah, they, they are definitely they are the best. Club, the club in the country, youth level. That yeah. is that is the highest honour you can get. Yeah. Besides winning the youth Premier League, that's the highest honour you can get. Yeah, def- definitely. But uh, it's still a brilliant achievement because because yeah. they, they've had to they've had to play everyone in their league, everyone in the Southern League, and then they've <laughs> had to enter a playoff um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, beat Coventry, and now they've gone on to beat Birmingham City. And yet in the game, Birmingham had the more clear cut chances. Yeah. Um, um, but before we go on that, you want to, we'll talk about that. yeah, yeah, <laughs> the queue. Yeah, before we discuss the game, the, the scenes outside Ellenwood. So basically, twelve thirty PM kickoff. Um, but it's on a bank holiday Monday. They made it free entry, which you know, no complaints that it's free entry. You know, it's giving people more of a chance to watch you in twenty three. It's giving more, um, giving more uh, publicity. Um, but yeah, twelve thirty kickoff on a bank holiday Monday, uh, free entry. But Leeds United and had only opened one stand. Yeah, one stand. On a bank holiday Monday, yeah. Leeds United fans <laughs> that was a mistake. for a big under twenty three game. I mean, how does no one think, yo, we could get quite a lot of people more than no? Apparently, one of the stewards said we were expecting about five hundred to, to turn up, <clears throat> and nearly eight thousand turned up. It's just and, naive, and a bunch of people got turned away. It was really naive. <laughs> it's it's they, so they, naive. They should they should have they should have opened the full cop really. If they'd have opened the full cop, at least two stands and the west stand, they'd have probably got everybody in. At least two stands. Open up at least two stands. It's a big under-23s game. It's Leeds United fans. It's free entry on a bank holiday at Ellen Road where everyone can get to there. They know how to get to it. It's not like Four Parts or Geyser where you know, people go to Ellen Road regularly. You know, you, you got to be expecting a lot, lot of people to turn up. I mean, I remember a youth game years and years ago. I think it was Leeds, Leeds United versus Man United. Yes, you know, I could be a bigger game and, and it was a youth cup final, but it was at Ellen Road and we sold it out 37,000. So. No, you don't remember that game. Game. You weren't no, there. I don't remember that, but I, I, that I, was I in know. Like, that was in like the mid nineties. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know of it though. I know of it. Um, yeah, and we sold we sold out the ground. It was thirty six k. I mean, the Man United playing Man United would, was a yeah. massive factor. In I, that. And in that team, it, you had the likes of Paul Scholes, Michael Carrick, and all that. Yeah, they, they, they had the class of ninety two, and then we had. Um, I think the only player I recognise from that Leeds U team is Noel Whelan. Yeah, Noel Whelan. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody else made it to the Leeds first team squad, no. and we beat him in the <laughs> we beat him in the youth cup final. <laughs> 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 I mean, yeah, we sold it out, so you know. Yeah, but I think it's really naive and you know, really stupid at Leeds United really just to open one stand. You know, you got to open up two stands at least. But yeah, it was just chaos, really. It was organised chaos. I mean, you had one queue 
for people who were who were who were purchasing tickets for the playoff semi final for the senior ticket holders purchasing tickets for the playoff semi final at Ellen Road. So you had that queue, and then you had this massive queue that was going right around the stadium for one turnstile, and then you had three other queues for three other turnstiles which no one else knew about. <laughs> you because because we found a, a smaller queue for one at turnstile, so no one else. Yeah, knew about. My, my dad walked off ahead and found a, a much smaller queue, <laughs> yeah. which he was convinced was. Um, was a queue for for? Uh, I, I was thinking, oh, is he is he in is he in the wrong queue? Is he in like a disabled queue or something? But because no, the queue wasn't very long, it just turned out that everyone was just queuing really badly. Yeah, <laughs> it was four turnstiles, and there was a massive queue for one turnstile that was going right around the stadium. But yeah, it was just organised chaos. I mean, the stewards didn't even know what were going on. They were te- they were telling people to go down, and then they were coming back up saying, "I was told to come back up here to queue." It, it was just ridiculous, organised chaos. We, um, we we did see though. I saw Eddie Gray. You, uh, we both saw Phil A and Joe Worker. Yeah, in the press. Box, yeah, good. It's, it's a good view from from the West End when you when saw you Ben Parker up. on the pitch talking to people. Yeah, and then I I kept looking up to him because he was in the in the gantry as well, which was right above us. But yeah, organised chaos uh, outside first of all. But um, yeah, kickoffs was still twelve thirty p.m. despite all the uh, all the queues uh, outside uh, of the game. People they were still coming in during the second half. I think that was largely due to the confusion because Birmingham announced the kickoff as uh, one o'clock, and, yeah. and then Leeds re-announced it as twelve thirty. I don't, I don't think many people checked. Yeah. Leeds announcement so people started turning up at one o'clock yeah. and then obviously with all the queues outside they didn't get into half time yeah I mean thank goodness we turned up an hour before kickoff because if we had turned yeah, up any later then... I think we got there about 11.45 yeah 11.30 11.40 yeah um, and then we um, you were already in the queue and then we found, we found a bet <laughs> we got into the short queue <laughs> yeah. and we got in and we, we were sat down almost an hour before the game even kicked yeah. off yeah I'm surprised that they didn't delay kickoff actually but um, yeah I mean there was over 7,000 people in attendance uh, which is insane there was still people trickling in in, in the second half so great support there but I mean it, it wasn't a particularly great game though really was it it, it wasn't fantastic Birmingham they definitely had the better of the chances um, yeah it, it, was, it wasn't a great game was it no uh, standard performances have got to be Marizek the keeper yeah. and uh, Pascal Struik I was really impressed with he, yeah Struik was he was a beast <laughs> he's just an absolute I mean just for size him he is an absolute monster he's a unit <laughs> absolute unit and you know you got him Helm and then we brought on kept, Diaz as well I remember we were watching the game and I kept pointing it out to you just saying he wins everything in the air <laughs> like every time a long ball would come up he'd win it <laughs> I mean imagine the yeah, striker coming up against that defence yeah, you got Halm and Struick and then we brought on Diaz for a back three of just giants <laughs> I really want some defense. one of Halm's or I know Halm's already played against Sheffield United away this season because he had to come on for Liam Cooper but I'd love for Struick to make the step up I'd love to see him in, in the senior yeah. team he, I, know, just... I know we won't probably see it this season and fair enough I'd, I'd yeah. like him on the bench though for playoffs because it's if one of Cooper or Janssen gets injured I'd love to see him come on and have an absolute beast of a debut <laughs> <laughs> he's just an absolute unit uh, Mayazak as well he made quite a few you know one or two mistakes but when he was coming out you know he dealt with him properly it wasn't like he could see where he's messing it up he, you know he looked composed and yeah of course they have two, two penalties in the penalty shootout which we'll uh, come on to uh, but yeah I mean you know Throughout the game, I, I didn't think it was a particularly good performance from the 23s. I thought they were missing Izzy Brown, kind of. You know, he's been playing for, with the 23s throughout the season. They did kind of miss him. The only first team as there was uh, was uh, Berardi, Jack Clark, and Shackleton, really. Uh, and there was no Izzy Brown, uh, as I mentioned. Bailey Pickett foul. We, we were talking because he, he, he wasn't starting, which he has been. And we were saying, could he possibly be starting on Saturday against Derby? What do you think about that? I just don't know if Bielsa will change it up that much. Yeah. I think it might just be the case of Bielsa not wanting to have to, to risk a suspension. Or not, it won't be suspension because suspension is what count. But an injury, I can goalkeep an injury, which are fairly rare in itself. But you won't want to risk BPF getting injured in the under 23s and then only having Kassir on the 
uh, as a goalkeeper for the final. Yeah. Well, for the semi-final, sorry. Well, you, you'd have, you'd have Miazic to uh, to step up, but um, yeah, it, you know, it, it wasn't great from, from great performance from Leeds United, but you know, still, still good, good play, had majority of possession, but Birmingham definitely did have a better chances to hit the bar. Uh, and a, c- a couple uh, of one-on-ones, which Miazic made some good serves. Yeah. Um, extra time, we did have a goal ruled out for offside, though, from a free kick. Definitely Ed, was offside. Ed, Edmondson but. was ad- adamant it was onside. No, Edmondson was onside. It was the um, I think it was Stevens. Uh, when free kick was taken, it, it, the goalkeeper saved, but when free kick was taken, Stevens was in an offside position. That was who who we got called for. I'm gonna say because Edmondson got interviewed after the game and he said it, it shouldn't have even got that far because I scored an onside goal. Yeah. <laughs> Edmondson def- definitely uh, wasn't uh, offside. Uh, but yeah, nil nil after extra time. It did go to penalties. Uh, we missed the first one and ended up going two one down and. At that point, you're thinking, oh, no. <laughs> um, you had that Birmingham City lad who shushed the crowd. Oh, you yeah. You were putting them all off. <laughs> that kind he, of thing. He wasn't smiling by the end of it, was he? <laughs> Not to blow much more smoke up streaks ass, but his penalty was also the... Sorry, you have to cut that he, out. He, yeah, he, his, his penalty was the best penalty as well. Uh, his penalty was was great. Top, top <laughs> corner, top, top, top right <laughs> corner, send him for keeper the wrong way. It was a great penalty. On his left foot as well. Uh, I, don't know if he, I don't know if he is left footed, to be fair. He yeah. might be. Uh, but yeah, 2-1 down, uh, but then we end up not conceding another penalty. Mia's up with two fantastic saves. Then Jack Clark scored the uh, scored the winning penalty uh, to win the PDL national title uh, for the Leeds United under-23s. I mean, just an excellent achievement, isn't it? Yeah, excellent achievement. I mean, obviously, they got the, they got the trophy for in there, the Northern League, um, yeah. and they carried that Randall and Road at the Villa game, didn't they? But and they didn't get a trophy for this, but they did win the title. They are officially national champions, and that's a, a massive. You can see the effect that Corbran and the, the link between the first team strategies and tactics and the under twenty threes tactics are when they've they've gone from um, coming mid table in the under in the division last year. Um, that's the under twenty threes that is, although applies to the first team as well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, to go in on and win it, winning the title by Axum they've only lost one game this calendar year the under 23 so they basically just smashed it out of the park second half of the season yeah uh, they've, been, they've been fantastic to watch all season so big big congratulations to them and I'm looking forward to seeing you know a few of them step up for the first team you know you can maybe see them featuring in the friendly matches I'd say that we will definitely see them in the friendly matches oh yeah in the, pre, um, the pre-season games you'll yeah. see them and I'm looking forward to seeing them in action next next uh, season it'll be, it'll be uh, very uh, interesting it'll be uh, yeah really Really good, really good to watch the N23s this season. Big congratulations to them. They've just been fantastic. And uh, yeah, <laughs> PDL uh, National Champions. It's it's uh, fantastic stuff. So uh, uh, yeah, that's the uh, under-23s. Uh, let's now look ahead to uh, the game on Saturday and the game on Wednesday. Uh, the uh, playoff semi-final uh, against uh, Frank Lampard's Derby County. We haven't said that yet in this podcast, <laughs> Frank Lampard's Derby County. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm sure Sky will say it for us <laughs> a million times on Saturday. Yeah. Fat Frank Lampard's Derby County. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> Crying Frank Lampard's Derby County. Fat Frank. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, play, play, first leg uh, of the uh, playoff semi final against uh, Frontland Lampard's Abbey County uh, is away at uh, Pride Park on Saturday. I think it's a 5 15 pm kickoff. Um, but yeah, Charles, uh, are you confident going into this one? We mentioned this before, but are you confident going into this first leg? It's not going to be the same as when we were there last time. No, there's, a, mean, lot, there's a lot more riding on it. Yeah, I mean, we did beat them 4 1, uh, but that was back in August. It was the second game of the season. <laughs> yeah, just uh, ages and ages ago, and it's going to be a completely different game. We've probably got worse, and they've uh, arguably uh, got better. So um, yeah, pretty even, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon it'll be a draw. I really do. Yeah, uh, we'll go on score predictions uh, in a bit, but um, uh, yeah, are you confident going away at Pride Park? I mean, the players have got the players have got to be up for it. Yeah, you've got to be up for it. How can you not be up for a playoff semi-final? 
the because if we, if we get get through the first leg, we, usually we uh, when we've been in playoffs in the past, we've, we've normally had to come back in the second leg. We, ne- we never really do the first leg very well. But the the key to a good good playoff semi final is getting a good result away from home. If you can get a decent draw or only come away with a one goal deficit, or even obviously best case scenario if you win the game, which I don't think we will. I think we'll draw at the weekend. But if you get a decent result, like a draw or a win at the weekend, then it just it, it sets us up. It teases up perfectly to play Metal and Road because then they've got to come at us and we can just punish them. Yeah, I mean that's all we need. I mean, you know, just go down there, get a result, and stay in the tie. I mean, even if we lose one nil, I'll take that back to Ellen Road. I will because we remain in the tie. As long as we don't lose two or three nil, then you know the tie is essentially over. Unless you know we, we produced a Liverpool kind of performance, which <laughs> did against Barcelona. How funny would it be if they beat us three 0 at Pride Park and we beat them four 0 on the road? Yeah, <laughs> the scenes. Be insane. I don't think that will happen. I mean that that Liverpool Barcelona game on Tuesday that was that was some game. Let, let's just mention that really quickly. That was a that was just fantastic. Not Leeds related though, mate. Is it? No, but, <laughs> but it's the reason that we love football, though. That, yeah, that, 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 that kind of stuff. That was just incredible. Everyone loves an underdog and everyone loves a, co- loves a comeback in football. Yeah. And um, that was a really good comeback. Genie yeah. uh, Van Aldem and Divock Origi scored <laughs> against Barcelona in the semi-final of the Champions League. Send Liverpool to the final. Unbelievable. After being 3-0 down in, in the first leg to win 4-0. Genie Van Aldem scoring two goals in two minutes. Uh, their last goal, though, uh, coming from a corner. If that was a, a Leeds United goal... We'd be slapped all over the ha- headlines. <laughs> We'd be slammed as cheats. Calling us cheats and dirty leads and all sorts. <laughs> yeah. Getting dragged... I get our name dragged through the the goal again <laughs> um, but yeah uh, so first like I mean all we need to do is just get a good you know just stay in the tie and take, take something to, to Ellen Road I mean even just a draw a 0-0 1-0 just anything just to take back to Ellen Road just don't and, lose you know, yeah just don't I mean no, even if we lose 1-0 like so I said it's not know. LBL's the players but just don't lose yeah I mean even if we just lose 1-0 you know, as long as we're still main in the tie and we've got a chance in the second leg back at Ellen Road um, of course we did beat them 2-0 at Ellen Road uh, back in January we dominated that game really um, now, but now people are confident going into the playoffs you know on the back of those two wins saying you know we have the best record against the top six which we do um, but you know they're also saying that it's a fresh start these people are saying it's a fresh start I mean it's not it's not a fresh start yes it's not the regular season it's the playoffs but it's just a week after the regular season has finished and form does matter you know it's not a fresh start is it come on it's it's kind of like a blend of tournament football and league football at the same time yeah. so it's like skipping all the rest of the stages and jumping straight to the semi-final of the FA Cup <laughs> it's like someone just dumps you in the semi-final yeah. so yeah but it's not a fresh start I mean it's not like we've had uh, not like we've had two months off in a transfer window no it's a week after the, <laughs> after the regular well, season well, well no but the, the, the players will see it far differently from the way they saw the Ipswich yeah. game I don't think anyone could deny that they'll be far more up for this one yeah I'd agree with that uh, but form is key going into it Derby are going into it uh, um, being unbeaten in the last they'll six. underestimate Middles as well with yeah. the form we're in, which is good. Yeah, because uh, we'll use that. Yeah, uh, but Derby today they are going into the game uh, unbeaten in the last six, uh, four wins in those six, one defeat in thirteen. Uh, they did beat, did beat West Brom uh, at home uh, in the last game, as we mentioned. Uh, so they got they are going into the playoffs in good form, uh, which we are not. You know, which is key for them. But as you said, you know, a mindset thing for the Derby players as well. They could be going into it thinking, yeah, Leeds are in poor form. We could Leeds have, lead, Leeds have fallen off a cliff. We'll t- we'll turn them over. We'll get to the final, and then. You never know. Yeah, you never know. You never know. You can't predict the playoffs, mate. You can't predict the playoffs. No matter what anyone says, no matter what, what William Hill or Betfred tell you or anyone, anyone like that, there is no predicting the championship playoffs. Yeah, no predicting at all. Uh, but yeah, as I said, you know, we, we do usually do better against the bigger and better teams, uh, I, I, you know, as people say. And uh, uh, yeah, for some reason, we just do better. And yeah, I am fairly confident. But uh, yeah, we, we just need to see what happens on Saturday. You know, we go into it on the back of that, that 3-2 loss uh, at Ipswich. But, you know, 
the week before we had drew one all against Aston Villa at home. Should have won that game. We were a better team in that game. So we, we would have won that game if it yeah. wasn't for Marcelo Bielsa's moral compass. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have given that goal away if we'd have won that game. I don't think, I don't think anyone would have. Um, but yeah, we, we just need to see what happens on Saturday. I'm going into it with not really any expectations. You know, I won't be surprised if we win, but and then I won't be surprised if we lose. You know, it could go either way. But no, we just need to see what happens. Just need to see what happens. Go down to Pride Park. Watch us go down there and beat them four one again. That'd be well funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. really good yeah. but we just need to go down here and, and get a result just get a result and give that, that gives us a chance at Ellen Road in the second leg because under the floodlights on Wednesday night at Ellen Road that is going to be something that is going to be a great atmosphere yeah it'll be really it'll be It'd be absolutely electric in there. Yeah, I can't. I can't wait for it. It's going to be so good. <laughs> I can't. I can't wait for next week. Next Wednesday is going to be awesome. I mean, you know, no matter what the score is, the atmosphere is going to be. Yeah, it's going to be. But if we've still got a shot going through, then it'll be really yeah. good. Really, really good. But just any night under the floodlights of Ellen Road, it's just beautiful. I love it. I love it. I cannot wait for it. Seven forty-five <sighs> in the evening as well. Yeah. Evening kickoff. Oh. Frank Lampard's Derby County. The build-up. Oh. oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Every, um, every pub in Leeds is going to. Rammed. <laughs> We're not going to get served all night. <laughs> uh, but yeah, score predictions for, for both games. Do you, do you think we'll win the tie? What's your score prediction? I'm not predicting it. I'm not giving you an specific scores no. I will say we're going to draw down there and I think we're going to win Ellen Road yeah I, I have to agree you know what I'll say I'll, I'll go one all away at Derby and then I reckon we'll beat him 2-0 Ellen Road that's what I'm going to go for I reckon we will win do you, do you reckon we'll, we'll beat him do, we, do you reckon we'll get through you've got to believe we go through because yeah. I, I, I actually I said this yesterday to my mate when I was talking about it I would rather have a bath in Domestos than Frank Lampard's Derby County knock us out of the player semi-final <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of anything worse. I can't think of any worse media coverage than the fallout of that defeat. It'll be the, it'll be Twitter and Facebook and <sighs> Sky and life will just be unbearable. <laughs> oh, gee, that is going to be yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I could not live with Fat Frank Lampard's Derby County beating beating us in the uh, in the playoff semi finals. That'd be awful. It would be um, the worst. Yeah, line up. What what would you change in the team? Would you give any give any youngsters on out? I don't think Bielsa would. Are we are we talking about what I think Bielsa will do or what I would do? Both. I think Bielsa will keep it the same. Do you, do you think? Yeah. I, no, I I would. I mean, left back. Who would you play? Berardi. Berardi at left back, definitely. Jack Clark on the left wing as well. Jack Clark on the left wing for Jack Harrison. I'd just change that entire left side because that is really really poor. I start Tyler Roberts in midfield ahead of Forshaw as I'd, well. No, I'd start Forshaw. Uh, for the away fix, for the for down at Pride Park because we were more solid, and then I'd have Tyler Roberts starting at Ellen Road. Yeah, that's a shout. That's a shout. Yeah, we need to remember it's two legs. That, I mean, that's that's a shout. That, uh, but yeah, definitely change that left hand side because that left hand side is dross. And, <laughs> and, and then if we need a goal in the away leg and we're feeling like we can get one, just bring on Tyler Roberts. Chuck Tyler, Tyler Roberts on, get a bit of link up play going, see if we can nick a goal. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, definitely change that left hand side because that is just absolute dross. <laughs> he gets subbed off every game. I don't know how he continues to start. Yeah, Jack Harrison. If I was Jack Clark, I'd be going to be also saying, "How am I not starting ahead of him? Yeah. He's garbage." <laughs> he did play the full game. Uh, on Monday night uh, for, um, on Monday for the young 23 so maybe he probably won't start if he's playing, playing six days football. mate six days at rest is, is more than yeah. most footballers get in a and, season and he's 18 years old he's a youngster so. yeah he should have an engine yeah definitely you're supposed to lose your engine when you're old yeah. <laughs> and Anders should be the one who they're, they're keeping like cryogenically frozen in between games yeah. <laughs> <So you can laughs> fill, fill him full of energy packs and things yeah. 
Uh, but let's get this right. So, so we want Berardi for Dallas on a left back. Jack Clark on the left for Jack Harrison. Goalkeeper, we want Billy Pickup-Val to go yeah, in. But, but, but it won't happen. Yeah, they'll keep, keep, keep Cook saving there. Um, and then also, you know, I, I want Tyler Roberts to start in midfield for four sure. But Ru- Ruth will start up front because Bamford's still suspended. Yeah, yeah but I, I want Tyler Roberts to start. I think without him, we, 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 lo- we lose quite a lot of creativity. That's, that's uh, true. To be honest, uh, but we both think that we're, that we're going to get through. You can't help but just believe. You, you have to believe. If, if you don't, then you, you start spiralling so yeah. you got to believe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that brings us to the end of uh, episode 20 of, uh, of the uh, All Things Leeds uh, podcast. Uh, Dan, thank you very much to uh, Charles for joining me in the studio, as you always do. Thanks for having me back. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, thank you to everyone who uh, listened as well. Cheers, lads. Uh, this week, and lasses. Uh, yeah, that is very much uh, appreciated. Uh, don't say lads and lasses now, especially especially in this in this day and age. And other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if you enjoyed, why not subscribe or follow the uh, podcast? Give us a five star rating uh, on iTunes and Apple Podcasts if you're listening on there. Uh, share it around as well. Help us out. That'd be very much appreciated. Uh, make sure to follow All Things Leads uh, on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search up All Things Leads on Facebook. Search up All things leads one on twitter and instagram keep up to date with everything that is happening subscribe to the youtube channel as well if you have not already me and charles will be back next week we're thinking about recording on the thursday and then it'll be released on the friday that is the plan right now but keep up to date on social media uh, for anything but we will be back next week to look back on the semi-finals and next week we'll know if we've got a day at wembley or whether we will be playing championship football <laughs> next season uh. <laughs> Can't wait. (laughs) Some podcast next week. Uh, But yeah, thank you very much for listening. And uh, yeah, we'll see you later.